Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Talking CFD with Robin Knowles. It's kind of like my show, but for CFD nerds, prepare to ignite. Hey there, CFDers. Welcome along to another episode of Talking CFD, the podcast that's more about growing a business than growing a boundary layer. Now, unless you're new around these parts, you'll already know that I'm kind of fascinated with how companies get started, how they evolve and what they learn along the way. If this was a reality TV show, we'd be talking about a journey. I'm doing air quotes around that, even though you can't see me. Today's guests are relatively early on in their journey, air quotes again. In fact, they're still tying up loose ends on their PhDs. They've got so much on their plates that, to be honest, I'm surprised they even found time to record an interview. But if you're interested in how a small CFD company gets started in today's market, then this one's for you. Bartosz and Wojciech are two of the founders of a CFD company out of Warsaw called QuickerSim. Like a lot of CFD companies, they do a handful of different CFD-related things, but I'm pretty sure they're going to end up being best known for their surprisingly capable CFD toolbox for MATLAB. We'll cover a bit of ground in our chat today, including what they've learned being part of a business accelerator program, and also a big one for me, why MATLAB? QuickerSim might not be on your radar just yet, so I started out by asking them to fill us all in on what the company looks like today. Hi Robin, thanks for having us here. Uh, we are QuickerSim from Warsaw, from Poland, and uh, like we do CFD every day in various manners. So uh, first of all, we've got our MATLAB CFD toolbox that basically lets you do fluid flow simulations within MATLAB using its data structures, and uh, that has received quite much attention. But apart from that, we also develop dedicated applications based on MATLAB, and we also do regular CFD engineering consultancy. So, yeah, like uh, I'm here together with my partner, Bartosz, and uh, we're both also finishing PhDs in computational fluid dynamics at Warsaw University of Technology. And like we've been having this business for more than two years already. Is the team bigger than just the two of you at the moment? Yeah, the team is much bigger right now. It is about seven, eight people, but we are recruiting the next ones since we are currently accelerating our company in in some uh, some acceleration program. Uh, so it's becoming bigger and bigger, and we we are trying to do both things like consultancy and developing our our product even 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 more. Yeah, uh, basically, like most of our workers actually are. Uh, students and graduates of our faculty because yeah we've worked at the university for quite a long and so we know them pretty well so yeah for now most of our team are engineers but yeah we're just also developing the marketing and sales part which is totally new for us but like uh yeah we're having some support in this part of business and i think it's worth to mention that we're re-employing the talents like the the people yeah. who we could have tested, and we know what what kind of things they are capable of doing, and that's really a very nice atmosphere in the company. So you guys are kind of spin off from the Warsaw University of Technology, or you're still tightly tied to them? Uh, kind of, we are personally connected, but we are not uh, a spin off in in the formal sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but actually, we are in the uh, like in a special entity that was established sort of within the university. That's called the Center of Technology Transfer and Innovations. Uh, so formally, it allows all kinds of companies to get there. At yeah, it's at our university. So 
we created like a separate limited liability company and then we got accept, accept, accepted to this accelerator. All oh, right, that sounds pretty interesting. I'm going to come back to the accelerator in a minute. So did this kind of start out as as something that you guys were working on whilst doing your, your PhD? Yeah, honestly, we, we, we haven't defended our PhD thesis yet. My partner already submitted it to printing. I'm at the level of final editorials. So yeah, that, that was happening in the parallel. Wow. So you, you guys have got a lot going on at the moment then, doing PhDs and starting up a company. Yeah, everything at the same time. But yeah. it's, you know, it's our passion. Yeah, and I still have some university teaching, but I teach fluid mechanics. So I just prepare next generation of our employees at the same time, I would say. <laughs> oh, great idea. <laughs> So you sort of started out as something that you were using yourselves during your 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 research, or did it start out as something different? Well, it did start partially from our passion, and this was our motivation. Uh, our P, well, actually, my PhD uses to some extent the functions that are implemented in our software, uh, but it's not like that. The software is really the outcome of any scientific research that I was doing during okay. during my PhD. Um, so it, it's rather the other thing around, but certainly you need this this knowledge uh, on, on the level of the PhD to really implement a good uh, commercial CFD code. Uh, simply otherwise, it it wouldn't work. Well, yeah, and I'm actually doing something totally different because I'm doing Lattice Boltzmann for porous media flow simulations. But the main reason I joined is that, uh, like, I sort of like recognized. The, the 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 potential this MATLAB based tool has. Do things have things changed over the time, or does it? I mean, it's quite a short time period, but so I guess things look pretty similar to when you started out. Is that right? Well, it isn't quite right. Some, sometimes I think that we are developing too slowly, but it's probably not true. Since when I'm talking to our employees, they they talk they they say completely. Um, the opposite. Um, so they always stress how. how Quickly, the change, the things change. As one, once we started with a very, very small toolbox and, uh, we were implementing it, it on our own. Then we started employing people. We've got, uh, from, uh, so, I mean, for a couple of months, we already have our own office and, uh, we did a couple of consultancy projects prepared some dedicated applications and right now we're in the acceleration program so re- there is really plenty plenty of things going on um, yeah yeah, uh, yeah like we are just in process of hiring like two more rooms for, for now like we can all like squeeze into a single room uh, <laughs> and like simply because part of the workers are students so not everybody's present all the time but so like you know six seven people but like five places in the office and it still works yeah but now we're just in the process of getting two more offices for extra people so yeah it's growing fast it's accelerating so we've mentioned matlab a couple of times the uh, the toolbox can we give people a bit more of an idea of the relation of, of what you guys have built to matlab and kind of why matlab really well uh yeah sure that, that's like really important point uh because uh the point is there are a lot of cfd solutions on the market but what we noticed is that there wasn't sort of like a really dedicated tool that would work within matlab so our toolbox is basically like a matlab app you can get like hundreds of 
MATLAB uh, applications either released by MathWorks, by the MATLAB supplier, or, or by third-party uh, manufacturers. So we are just like a third-party product from MATLAB. But the whole point that it is that most of it is written in MATLAB. It uses MATLAB data structures. Like it's in, it's pretty similar to uh, MATLAB. PDE, Partial Differential Equation Toolbox, it uses pretty similar data structures. So actually it turned out that there was like a great need for a relatively simple tool that would be integrated as a part of a larger workflow. Because like lots of people do like really advanced multidisciplinary projects in MATLAB. So they have part on control processing and all this stuff and they just needed CFD toolbox. And still, like, uh, MATLAB is really flexible and uh, it's really productive. So uh, it's obviously not not as elegant as many people would say, like, compared to C++ or something, but it lets you do do things fast and efficiently. So we're just sort of a brick. Yeah, if you're in a commercial and industrial project, what you really appreciate is that you can develop things fast uh, and and that it simply works. So, like implementing C plus plus is pr- not always the best option. Uh, like if you've got software which which gives you possibility to test everything quickly and develop your workflow quickly in a very very flexible way, like MATLAB with the integration with all other toolboxes, this is really the the thing that that the companies are paying for and and they're pretty satisfied. At the beginning, we have noticed that uh, that we've got customers who want to integrate uh, our toolbox somehow in their workflow as a sub model. But in, in many, many cases, you also observe that, that they want to use it as a full-scale CFD application. Uh, and, and that's the, the other direction that we're developing right now quickly with all the uh, parallelization of the software and, um, and parallelization of the computations. Yeah, and like yet, uh, if I may add something, is that yet another uh, market demand that emerged to us is that very often people themselves are creating really dedicated CFD applications for some projects, and what and they are obvious. I mean, oh, well, maybe calling it a CFD application is not the proper way. They are creating general applications for their project, and they need a CFD solver that works as a brick, and then it is like they do not want to waste time developing their own CFD code. So they just get our code. There's a kind of special developer license that lets you actually compile our code as a part of a larger program. And uh, yeah, then you create like uh, your own code in MATLAB and you just release it as a standalone application once you have the MATLAB compiler. So would you say that the people who are using your codes are kind of the first customers were perhaps very familiar with with MATLAB, and now people are coming to it who are kind of less familiar with MATLAB. Well, actually, uh, we have not reached out to people who are less familiar with MATLAB yet, because okay. yeah, the point is we're just sort of trying to focus on that, but that, that that's really hard. I mean, for an engineer, <laughs> not being a trained marketer, but the whole demand for our tool resulted from the fact that people were just Googling CFD for MATLAB. So th- that's how they come to us. We just got the web- website and, and so they need that. We recognize that there is a potential for, lots of potential for people outside of MATLAB, but still like uh, 
MATLAB is really widely known, especially in the US. So I, I, I doubt that there is like any CFD engineer in in the US who doesn't know MATLAB. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, although we've got some experience with with teaching people who didn't really have MATLAB experience uh, prior to to. Uh, to get in touch with our toolbox and you know after half an hour introduction into MATLAB it, it wasn't a problem anymore for them. So a lot of these people are perhaps people who already have a, a workflow that's taking advantage of other aspects of MATLAB and they wanted to plug in uh, a, a new functionality that that comes straight from you guys for the CFD rather than kind of messing about building their own with PDA solvers and things like that. Yeah, to some extent, yes, but but not always. I mean, in in some cases, these are simply people who want to find uh, CFD software and they are comparing different options and they simply find us and think this is a valuable option and very price effective. Uh, so so this is the other um, the other advantage that we have. It. It's not always like building a very complicated workflow. Sometimes you, you simply use it alone as an as an engineer and you need to run some simulations and that's also fine. Yeah, and like even yet another thing is obviously there are uh, like the one of the issues in CFD is the price tag. And uh, like obviously there are lots of large companies that easily can afford like the top of the shelf software. But still, it turns out that it really makes economic sense to buy like a relatively simple tool for additional tests for like at the first stage. So what uh, what uh, what we saw like in quite a few clients of ours is that yeah, like huge departments already had CFD uh, in sort of in sort of in form of like ANSYS Fluent or something, but they still wanted to get like a simple, fast working thing just pro for preliminary tests and they were like really happy with our tool. Can I ask a really stupid question right up front? Does everybody who runs the code need to have a full MATLAB install as well? Uh, yes, yes. The, the, that, that, that's the point. Like in principle, like the basic version, like the fully open source could just run with Octave, but, uh, everything runs on MATLAB. The, the point is that, like, since we are already focused on the sort of, uh, like we are focused either on academia or like on the user that is willing to pay for the software. And like uh, academia usually has the access to MATLAB because like most of top universities have the so-called total academic headcount license. So like MathWorks says that in between three and five million academic users have access to MATLAB. So basically MATLAB comes for you as free when you are at the university. And like for industrial user, like most people do not know that, but like MATLAB is really like orders of magnitudes magnitude cheaper than C regular CFD softwares. Yeah. So if you if you talk to industrial um, customers and they realize how much MATLAB costs, then they they immediately say, "All right, so that's not a problem." Uh, so 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 re, um, normally they they are even if they don't have MATLAB, um, they can afford it with with no problem. And the other option is if we build dedicated software, and, and then it's. Uh, tailored to for a certain customer uh, and it's compiled and it's a standalone application then to, then you don't need to have any MATLAB license at all because it's it's only based on MATLAB engine and MATLAB runtime which is uh, free of charge. Oh right so people can build apps with your tools and distribute them as standalone 
Exactly, if they get the proper kind of license, that's called the developer license. Or we can build dedicated applications for the customers and then they get the standalone application and they do not need to have multiple yeah, applications. Yeah, but that's obviously a consultancy from our part. It's a kind of service. Yeah, you mentioned open source a second ago. Um, how is how does your code relate to, to open source? Well, uh, yeah, I would say that it's like really focused. My general impression of open source codes is that they are created by academic users and uh, they uh, they are like really awesome in terms of performance and capabilities, but at the same time they are really difficult to handle. I mean, like the primary example is the open phone, and like yeah, it's like C plus plus templated stuff. And like once you are an experienced user and you have lots of time, then you go with open phone. But like even in our consultancy when we have to do things quick. So like we always have the choice between just getting like a fluent license for short and like going for open form for free. And we'd rather like choose the more effective solution. So like time is king in this case and like open source software is, I don't think it's, it's made for that. I mean, like we met a few scientists and they were just like laughing and saying, oh yeah, but people just do not realize that open foam is easy. But at the same time, like they missed the point that they have been dealing with CFD for 15 years themselves and at this point yeah. it is easy. And when you're like a general engineer, just need to get something working. Quickly. We'd rather get something really easy, I would say. We, and there comes our tool. And is this a point of view that you encounter a lot when you're talking to industrial customers and things like that, that time is king? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we encounter that a lot and we already feel that ourselves on our backs when you start, once you start earning, earning money on your own and <laughs> your company, it all comes down to time. <laughs> so yeah, that's the primary difference of, after leaving academia. Yeah, but I would say it's advantage that we want to build on. Like we we are thinking about ourselves that we want to be somewhere in the middle between the open source software, which is theoretically free of charge, and the very very expensive commercial software, which is too expensive. I mean, we want to be somewhere in the middle where you actually need to pay for the license, but it gives you much more flexible solution and tool that it gives you really. Uh, biggest economic potential in terms that you that you accelerate your workflow uh, and you do not need to spend so much time of your engineer working on that solution so it, it, it really pays off and we are trying to build the software in that way and we're trying to to build our pricing in that way uh, so so that it's justified what I say. Yeah, I guess some of this is is kind of difficult when you come from a sort of fairly recent academic background and then you go out to industry and you start talking to these people and finding out what's actually important. Um, sometimes it's not quite as you originally thought. Is that what you found? What What are your customers really valuing? It, it depends on your way of thinking. I, I'm considering myself as an, engineer, as, as an engineer much more than a scientist. Uh, and uh, even at the university, we were working on a couple of of industrial projects, some commercial projects. So, uh, so I got used to these requirements. So, so, so it wasn't a huge shock that that you need to work in th this manner and to think in this this way. And this is something which I think motivates us a lot. That you really make things that are uh, that are needed and that people appreciate. Yeah, and like uh, as I already said, like. Uh, 
our product resulted from the demand that was already on the market. Like people were really asking for CFD in MATLAB. So uh, yeah, that, that came as quite a surprise for me at the beginning. But yeah, there is still there is this kind of demand. So we give a, a solver in a niche. Obviously, like there are lots of other demands in terms of CFD, and but like uh, yeah, it's like a totally different story. I just wanted to make it clear for anybody that's listening that's not familiar with QuickSim that this is not a kind of little code. You guys do, you tick all the major boxes, don't you? If you go to, if you went to have a look at the QuickSim website, the list of what they cover in terms of uh, um, physics, etc., is is huge, isn't it? Well, we consider it sort of like basic. Well, uh, obviously, it depends on how much you want, because we will be perfectly honest that we do not solve compressible flows with shock waves in the visited regime. We have like a simple Euler solver. For now, we are just focusing on like yeah, like incompressible flows. So, uh, yeah, but like that, yeah, like that's true that you have more and more turbulence models so that you can import. Uh, your mesh from from different uh, environments, and uh, in in this way, it's a proper CFD solution. We we are doing exactly. We we are developing our iterative algorithm right now to to address even bigger and bigger cases. So so it's not like a simple toy. It's really it's a really yeah toolbox but, uh, which which can do many things. I, I I keep on telling my partners that what we really need is like basic turbulence model with heat transfer that runs fast and that yeah. that's what most of the engineers need of course if you go to aerodynamics and automotive you start thinking in terms of oh i need like yet another laminar turbulence transition model and yeah we're not offering that <laughs> sorry that's not 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 this not this part of the market and there are softwares that uh offer that but yeah it's, it's supposed to to be useful for most of standard engineering demands yeah, and it certainly looks the part. I uh, urge people to go and have a look at it. Um, you mentioned earlier that you now find yourselves in a, an accelerator program. Can you give us a bit more insight into what that involves and, and how you came to f- find yourself a part of that? Yeah, it involves basically three main parts. Uh, the, ma- the first part is that we work with some technological partners. Uh, these are big um, big industrial companies uh, with, with, huge, with huge technical experience. Uh, so we prepare applications for them, which gives us possibility to, to talk to the engineers as a partners, not as a customer as, as a customers. So this is a slightly different relation. Uh, they they can give us feedback on what we should improve, and by doing this, our our toolboxes became better and better. Um, the second part is is that we've got plenty of we get plenty of mentoring. Uh, and we we've got different trainings um, on yeah com- like soft com- skills uh, yes, soft sales skills. the way yeah. you should speak present your product it's uh, it's a little bit weird because like uh, that's perfectly justified when you're talking to somebody who is not an engineer but at the same time most of our customers are actually engineers so it's hard to explain to those people in the accelerator what actually CFD is and that there is really that there's really demand for CFD on the market and that they, they don't like it they say what's that I mean and like uh, yeah and like our cust- and, and our primary customer 
ask what okay what turbulence models you have and how fast can it work and it's like technical talk yeah and the third part of the story uh, from is, the accelerator is simply financial support yeah, yeah, which gives us flexibility to employ yeah. more people and simply yeah. work faster but do you think it's all is it all positive it's all extra benefit and kind of would you recommend other people in a similar situation to try and get involved in something it, like that it is extremely positive I I'm even really shocked how much it gives us to us and uh, yeah really? and how quickly we are developing right now what uh, what new perspectives uh, got opened uh, in front of our company uh, you, you get small contacts you've got not more networking you've got mentors uh, which can te- which can ad- give you advice on how you should um, develop your business or your sales and and things like that um, so uh, there are many many things somewhere you know in between lines that you didn't even expect but they're simply happening yeah and at the same time you uh, get in touch with people with totally different background i mean it's it's sometimes it's so weird that i cannot comprehend that i mean uh yeah that, that, that's an experience because like you are being as a trained engineer and your colleagues are engineers and everybody is thinking in terms of solving problems and other people are just thinking in terms of like creating new demands on the market and something like that, like doing art for, for CFD. I, that's, that's like a totally different impression. But yeah, that's a part of the adventure as well. Have you got an example of kind of one of these uh, sort of a non-technical impact that's come from the accelerator? Well, uh, I would say that the most important thing that I learned is that the way that you should communicate to like your potential client, disrespect his background. If Because sometimes we happen to talk to engineers, sometimes in consultancy we just talk to non-technical people who are in, in charge. And what we learned is that you should always start speaking about the pain that they have. You do not tell them about the advantages and the uh, benefits that you provide, you should start talking like if I was talking to engineer, I would say your pain is with the mesh or something like that. It's you, I shouldn't phrase that. Oh, we can give you better mesh. Like, like according to I don't know psychological research or something, it just works better. Like you know, we, <laughs> we think it's a very very fair approach that either you can be um, um, a salesman which wants to which wants to sell his software, or you can simply try to diagnose what your, your what your prospective customer is interested in, what he really needs and what kind of problems he's got, and then uh, try to, to think with them whether you've got something which, which can help you. And this is the, the, the place where you can simply meet and then, uh, then the business is pre- pretty easy if, uh, if you notice his, his problems and his pain and, and, and you can present that you've got a solution which solves that. Otherwise, it's like very, very naive way of selling things. And that's not something what we are, uh, what we want to do. Do a lot of the sales come from kind of face-to-face, one-to-one type meetings or do you get a lot of sales through kind of the MATLAB marketplace or uh, through the website? When it comes to, um, to tailored applications, uh, 
then yes, many from from face to face meetings, networking, and things like that. That someone um, that someone simply uh, gave advice that we can prepare something like that. Uh, but when it comes to selling licenses uh, of the standard software, then mainly internet, MATLAB Marketplace, simply Google search and our website. If somebody listening to this was also thinking about starting a, a similar business, as in maybe they're still finishing their PhD or maybe they're still at university or maybe they're working in a business or something like that, wanting to go out on their own, what advice could you perhaps give to somebody about starting a business in today's CFD industry? Well, uh, like look for a kind of niche at the market because like it's it, it really makes no sense to directly compete with the players with the large well-known players so uh yeah and the second thing is maybe just get uh, get in touch with the industry and ask them what they really need because otherwise you will be uh, you will be developing things that you think that are valuable uh but you need to ask your prospective customers what they really want to have yeah so there's still a third thing uh engineers have like uh, like a perfectionist approach and they really want to polish their products before the release but actually what we did uh, is like it, it's in the startup techno- terminology it's called mvp like minimal viable product so basically you start selling as soon as as the thing starts to work, then you improve that. So do not spend 10 years on developing solutions, just get immediately to the market. And then what is really hard, like really take care of the marketing. I mean, it's so, it's it's unusual for engineers, but that's the way, uh, that's the path to success. Like people, people need to hear about your solution. I've heard a lot about sort of lean startup techniques and MVP and things like that, but always applied to other industries. You you think it's a uh, it's a viable approach within our industry? Well, yeah, it has more, worked so far. Yeah, <laughs> more or less. Like you know, we we could think that we would like to have uh, combustion, uh, larger dissimulation, and things like that. But it's not what the majority of engineers need. So. Uh, you can you can resign on that for a certain period of time and make something which is a bit smaller, but it's good at what it does. And and we think this is the proper way of doing this this business. Simply simply give to the market what the engineers re- really want to have. Yeah, and like it turned out that there was a need for a simple lightweight solution. That's part of the story. Like people do not want heavy weight codes. To, to, to start with so that, which that, they that's, cannot afford yeah or like which are really difficult to handle and like take lots of time to get installed and properly set up so yeah like uh, I would say that, that 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 was sort of like much luck involved at the very beginning that we released the product and like it it immediately received its attention. And only after that, we learned that there is this lean startup MVP <laughs> stuff. I really actually do not like this startup terminology. We, yeah, we, <laughs> but don't, we then, don't like it at all. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of, it wasn't what you set out to do. It just uh, happened to fit a description of, of what you guys had done naturally. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. some extent. Yeah. To some extent that, that, that's that. Well, maybe it wasn't only intuition. We, we did have some, um, some preparation to that, but, uh, to in in many ways we started learning business in the proper way 
after starting the company. So, so it, yeah, so it's a steady, steady process. Do you find the industry and the market kind of receptive to going out and asking them what they what they need and what they what they're looking for? We are doing this mainly by having direct uh, direct relations with large industry uh, when preparing applications dedicated for them. This is where we really keep in touch and we can talk to them what they need and they show what their problems are. So so I. There are also some people who are trying to recommend us to to stop doing the um, dedicated solutions and consultancy and do, and start doing only on development of the product. But we think it's not the proper way because in in this way we'd lose the direct com- contact with our with our customers who are. Re- so that's kind of keeping yeah, you grounded. Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I mean, it's, it's sort of like. Uh, yeah, we create this product and we just, yeah, we will just test how uh, big reception it receives, uh, how popular it gets. And uh, after that, like, there's nothing that's standing in our side that, like, blocks us from developing yet another product on top of that. So we're just perfectly yeah. open. And we also have ideas what the industry needs. Obviously, everybody knows what large, most advanced industry needs, but that's really hard to get. Uh, and uh, yeah, but maybe there is like yet another industry that hasn't used CFD yet, and maybe it makes sense to provide them with a dedicated app for for something. Yeah, and but, then yeah. we can just move over there. Yeah, but even the most advanced uh, um, industrial customers can still recommend areas which they do not have covered and they need some development of the of the tailored applications or something which still needs development and even if it's not the the most most computation demanding thing so that might not be something you always do but for now it's really really helping the the product evolve and develop into something more and more useful oh well we think we are really good at at preparing um at, at building the physical model mathematical model and then implementing it, it into a numerical software uh so we are redeveloping really our company in this direction also by building bigger and bigger team of engineers so so i don't think it's something what we are doing right now at uh, in the beginning phase i think that's something what we are really planning to do all the time yeah, I mean, in, in a way, the, the the sort of the product development at the current moment is well defined. Like it just needs to stay as it is, but it just needs to get a little bit faster and maybe a uh, little bit have a little bit a few more models implemented. And uh, yeah, that then we'll see what the future brings and like we release something else as well. Oh, it's really interesting. I really like talking to you about it, guys, because I like the way that you're that you're going about it and the way that the, the product's evolving and, and it all is interesting stuff. I think I would strongly suggest that anybody who's got a slight interest in this goes and checks it out um, because, like I say, I think they might find it more featured than perhaps they maybe think it might be. So if somebody wants to come and check it out, what's the best thing for them to do? Well, uh, just go to our website, quickersim.com. It will immediately just redirect you to the toolbox, to the sub-website, and then you just go to the download page and you just get the trial. I mean, you, you just get the app, you, you install it in MATLAB, and you immediately get the access to the 
like basic laminar steady solver, which is fully open code, open source. With but heat transfer. With heat transfer, yeah. But at the same time, you can request for the activation file that gives you a trial of the full capabilities for two weeks. So we just you just email that to us and we send you back the activation file. And there's yet another point I wanted to underline is that we've also prepared lots of like tutor tutorials for our software. So even the way that you install it, when you get the application running in MATLAB, there's like a button, get started. Like it guides you how you should actually use it. It scrolls through the tutorials and other samples. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like, basically the solver is lots of MATLAB scripts and many scripts contain basic problem definitions. But there's like an add-on for that that lets you just uh, maneuver through all those issues. So it sounds like the sort of thing that you could get started with really quite quickly. Like I say, I recommend that if anybody is interested in this, they go and they go and take a look at it. If it's not a fit for your CFD at the moment, I think it would also be worth keeping an eye on these guys because I think they're going to do something interesting. So uh, let's keep a watch on QuickerSim and see where they uh, where they end up. Thanks for coming on the show today, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to come and talk to us and tell us a bit about what you've been up to and, and, and how the company's evolved. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's been a great pleasure, Robin. Thanks a lot for that. Yeah.